This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program hello america welcome to the uh, glenn back program it's friday i want to give you some hope here today that a country is not as divided as you might think it is we just don't talk to each other and we all live on social media and uh, mainstream media and everybody is incentivized to keep dividing while there are real issues i am more and more convinced every day that it is the governments of the world that are going in one direction and the people are looking at each other going wait why why would we go to war wait what are we doing here less than half of the country is for sending uh, arms to the ukrainians I'm kind of at the beginning. I okay. I want to help the Ukrainians. I don't want to go to war over it, but it seems like there's a disconnect between not only each other because of left and right, but also up and down. The people who are just working for a living and the people who are the ruling elites. How do we solve this? I'm going to show you somebody who's working on it and is actually making a difference in 60 seconds. Well, Valentine's Day may be over, but it's not too late to give yourself the excellent gift of looking years younger. And it's incredibly easy thanks to GenuCell. Their most popular package is 70% off, and it includes the next breakthrough in skincare technology, GenuCell's probiotic moisturizer. Absolutely free. You know, probiotics. They're unlike yogurt and stuff. They're, like, supposedly good for you. I don't even understand the stuff, but... That same ingredient can be really good for your skin as well, and probiotic extracts target the bad bacteria on the surface of your skin to restore balance to your skin's microbiome for a noticeably clearer complexion and visibly younger appearance. You can see the fine lines, the wrinkles, the dark spots, the sagging jawlines, and even bags and puffiness disappear before your eyes thanks to GenuCell, and with its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. So, no risk here. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck, GenuCell.com slash Beck. Right now, during the extended blowout sale, every order at GenuCell.com includes an exclusive beauty box with two luxury GenuCell gifts for you to try. Order now. Only limited quantities are available. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, we have Dave Isay in. He is the founder of StoryCorps. If you've never heard of StoryCorps, you should. It's really a it's a great um, capturing of history in real people's worlds. It, it is honestly, you're not going to need Ken Burns 
to to document this time in history and have some star read a letter from somebody because StoryCorps exists. And what they've done is they have talked to almost three quarters of a million people over the years and uh, gotten their story from them. What was important? What are they thinking about? And it's all in the National Archives. It's a great, great thing that uh, he has done. Uh, Dave is with us now, but he started uh, an another extension of StoryCorps. How long ago, Dave? Three, four? You, you were one of the first conversations I had. It was just kind of a twinkle in my eye about four years ago. Four yeah. years ago. Yeah, we started thinking about it, but we launched it about a year and a half ago. Yeah, okay. So you did one small step. Yeah. And one small step is what exactly? So, um, you, you know, as you were talking about before, there are these divisions in the country. Uh, and uh, most people in the country are really sick of this and like worried about where this is going to take us yeah. and want to find a way that we can see our neighbors again as our, as right. our neighbors. And, and right. you know, and obviously all the fear that we feel is this is not healthy. This is like a public health emergency mm-hmm. in the country. So with StoryCorps, the big StoryCorps that you're talking about, we've had, as you said, about three quarters of a million people interview their grandma, their parents mm-hmm. about their lives. Right. And each of these go to the Library of Congress. So your great, great, great grandkids get to know your grandmother through her voice and story. So essentially what we're doing is collecting the wisdom of humanity for, you know, and it's about, you know, the, the fact that there's poetry, as, as you well know. And grace and beauty and the stories just hiding in plain sight all oh, yeah. around us. We just have to take the time to listen. Oh, yeah. As opposed to what we're kind of bombarded with 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. So those 750,000 people have known and loved each other. And I came and talked to you about this f- like four or five years ago that, that you know, we were and, and we were we have a big problem in this country that, you know, that um, we more and more, you know, polls show that um, that, you know, we see the, the biggest threat in our country as our neighbors, not the Chinese. That's really you know, not, bad. Not, yeah, it's really bad. More than half the country thinks we're going to see a civil war in our lifetime. So the question is, we're a nonprofit in every possible way in the human connection business. So the question is, you know, what could we do? So we started experimenting with putting strangers for the first time across the political divide together, not to talk about politics, just to get to know each other as human beings, called it one small step. And have and tested and tested and tested it because um, you know our Hippocratic oath is to do no harm to people, and we've come up with something that is frighteningly powerful. Because <laughs> yeah, when you, you know, put just regular people together and you let them talk, you figure out you know you have a lot in common, and people come out of these conversations friends. So there's two <laughs> there's two clips that I want to play these the, and and it's pretty interesting. What you've done is you've you've pre-interviewed people and got to know them a little bit and then put their sheet together of, of who they are. And then the other person you switch with the other person you haven't met yet. And what I found in listening just to these two clips is uh, they came in with different expectations, which I think all of us would. Yeah. Uh, So let's play the first clip, please. What was the thing that stuck with you after our previous conversation, Drew? Based on your military background, based on your upbringing, uh, it was interesting to me that you saw people for their character more so than anything else. You know, you looked at how we kind of damage each other in society and that we need to talk about it and stop that. And then we kind of said, let's talk to each other. Let's go to dinner and lunch. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> so. yeah. We hit it off right away. We have the same ideas about how to improve our country. Our country is so divided now. 
we can do better. And I think that's what One Small Step is doing, yeah. is allowing people to have those conversations to talk about our similarities instead of our differences. As far as our relationship is concerned, I, I feel as though I've known you forever. Yeah. You are a dear, dear friend. And I cannot imagine you not being in my life at this point. Yeah, well, so, it's, it's been a reciprocal. Please. Well, we're going to have lunch together maybe next week or so. We'll get you to come here to the cottage and we'll... We'll sit down and talk politics and uh, sports and whatever you want to talk about. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> and this is a, a relatively uh, old guy in relation. Uh, he's a white guy. And in relation, he's talking to a much younger uh, black man. Yeah. And what did they go in expecting? So this is so this is a, this is what you're actually hearing in that interview are two people who came to do one small step and we don't pre-interview people people sign up they're oh, they little, fill out all of those they things. fill out all okay. this stuff they do a little biography of mm -hmm. themselves okay um and then we match them or we have a computer match them and they get to see each other's biography first name city only you can't google the person and then the interview starts and you read your you know you read your partner's biography to them they read mm -hmm. their your biography to you and then you just talk about your life so what we're just hearing actually are two guys who didn't interview became friends and then came back to talk about the impact on their lives. And actually, um, after, after meeting, both of them are working on a, like a big project now in, um, in Richmond, where this was recorded, restoring the first uh, African-American uh, school in Richmond, the Moore Street School. So, you know, the, the crazy thing, uh, One Small Step is built on a, a, a theory, a, a, a theory that's one of the most studied theories in psychology called contact theory that says under very specific circumstances, if you put people who think they're enemies together oh, yeah. and they have a conversation, oh, they yeah. can come out of it with that hate having melted away. And the highest possible result is friendship. And we see friendship coming out of these conversations all the time. I have to tell you, I, that is, I know that to be true. I know you do. Um, in my own personal life, but also when you look at extremes, the thing that I found in doing research on the Holocaust was the the Christians that saved Jews, they all pretty much said the same thing. They were not necessarily trying to save all Jews. Many of them said, well, this Jew is different. And the only difference was they knew them. Yeah. They believed the stereotype, right. but they thought, well, this one's not like them. And I hear that all the time across the divide. People will say, well, yeah, but you're not, or that person's not like them. Well, no, yeah, they're very much like that. You just have this cartoon figure. Right, and the, the question is if we can get this to scale. And I have to say, your show is the is the number one referrer for conservatives to one small step. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> wow. We and we have barely scratched the surface. I know. I, I, we're having a meeting so, today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Because I, I, I really would like to talk to you because I think you know, you're you're coming from the uh nonprofit world and it, you know, you're surrounded in, you know, NPR and and all of that with people who think differently than I do. And I think we can make a bigger impact if we if we really put both sides together. And, and if it's not 50-50, contact theory is based, I, I mean, we at StoryCorps, you know, I've, I've, we, we believe that there's a flame of good in everybody. 
and that's and and that you know, to believe and that. our job is to fan that flame until it's a yeah. roaring fire. You know, and as you said, that's it's that idea of general generalizing. Yeah, you yeah. have a conversation, you think, but the truth is, there's nuance in everybody. And if we just pound on this, if we do right. it over and over and over again, and you're right, this is not going to come from the government. It's not going to come from no way. You know, it has to come from the people, and yeah. and it's time for us to say enough. There's you know, a, people. There are so many people who worked so hard and sweated and 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 bled so that we could have this life that we have today what are we going to leave for our children yeah and if we you know a democracy cannot survive if we hate each other we have to stop this uh and you know i just saw the news um uh the idaho house has just approved a greater idaho which means the, the the people in Oregon have voted and said they wanted to join. Now the House, it'll have to go to the Senate, but then it goes to Oregon. There's a lot of steps before that happens. But uh, that seems like a very logical thing to, I, I don't have enough in common with you that I have to split. That's a really bad thing. And that's coming because um, I think there are a, a very small number on both sides yep. that are so extreme yep. and those are the only ones that are really being heard yep. and the rest of us are standing around in our neighborhoods and yep. with our friends and going what the, what is happening here yep. um but i don't know if that's entirely true dave because we look at things like what's happening in our schools now these are all things 10 years ago every american would have said no i'm not having transgender or you know regular strippers in we're not doing that we don't do that and uh, you know i see it across the country that parents of all stripes are standing up against it but there's a lot of people who are regular people who are now standing up and saying well no wait a minute i i'm i'm for this and you're like what i haven't how did you change what new information did you get well i i you know i think that i I think that there's there is so much nuance in what people believe, and all nuance has been wiped away. Everything is black or white. True. And when you actually sit together and you actually talk, you find out that you know people have. First of all, like you know, the great lesson of the big story core, and like you know, this is a show. First time I saw you, I, and we talked about your audience. You said they're patriots. You know, and this is a show about people who love America. Yeah. Like I, after doing, I've spent twenty years on the road, you know, I haven't personally been on the road, but yeah, you know, these yeah, yeah. hundreds of thousands of interviews, mm -hmm. this is a great country. It is. <laughs> the people, and every people facilitator, we've had a thousand people, mostly young people, yeah. who travel the country listening to the stories of America, and they all come back, and they, and if you ask them what they've learned, it's a version of the Anne Frank quote, people are good, you know? People are basically good, and we've lost that. And I think these kind of arguments, they're like people are, people have been driven crazy by, by Twitter, you know, the, 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 the dopamine hits you get by putting out the most radical, but when you actually sit down with people, I mean, I think, I think that's what we try to do. That's what you try to do. Just shake people on the shoulder and say, yeah. you wake know, up. wake up, Yeah, wake up, wake up. Yeah. We can do better than this and we have to, it's up to us. Let me play the next cut. And I don't want you to reveal anything about this cut until the end. I want you to listen to this and see if you haven't either experienced or heard somebody firsthand that have experienced this very thing. Listen. Let me ask you this. When you read my bio, mm -hmm. what did you think? And please be as honest as you feel comfortable because nothing um, would bother me. 
So the first part, my mind kicked into stereotype. She's mm-hmm. probably died in a wool Democrat. End of story. <laughs> Second part was intriguing because you said something along the lines of an open mind. I thought, well, this would be interesting. When I read your bio, I just thought you were a white man. <laughs> I thought I was going to come in here and just... I don't like, even know okay. what it was. I don't even I, remember what it was. And that, that's what's so interesting to me <laughs> is that I'm just Stereotype. like... Stereotype. That's exactly right. So I have to admit it, and I appreciate you receiving yeah. that and allowing me to admit my stereotype because when you walked in the door and you stood up and introduced myself, I was like, oops, <laughs> oops, oops. I don't feel threatened. I hope you don't feel threatened. Um, what... Once we leave this this conversation, uh, I hope, I believe, we'll have other conversations with others, may revisit, maybe your wife and my husband and four of us can get together and continue yeah. a conversation. But my point is that, what are we afraid of? Fascinating. David and Cassandra, both African-American. Back in just a minute... 60 seconds when we turn with Dave Isa. Um, Maria wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, we love this. Our dog had really bad skin allergies. We had tried all the treatments. Nothing worked. She had a really bad smell. Three days into the trial, we noticed a difference. It's been two weeks now, and all of that is gone. There's no more itching. Her red bumps are all gone. Definitely worth the price. Look, I, I don't know what it is about your dog. I just started Rough Greens with my dog because he wouldn't eat. He was the most finicky eater of all time. I put this on the dog food we've always been feeding him, and he gobbles his food down. Then, for me, as an extra added benefit, I saw him change and become much more younger and healthier and played harder. It it was amazing to all of us in the family. I want you to just check this out. You get your first bag free just to see if your dog will eat it. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com. They'll give you the first bag. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back or 833-GLEN-33. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Dave, um, what are you doing next? Where do, where do you go next with this? Well, we have, so now it's time. So, so basically, we've done a ton of research. Um, we've had thousands of people participate and now we have to scale it. Um, and we want, so right, right now we're in, we're, first of all, if you're, if you're a Glenn Beck listener, you go, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people on waiting lists, waiting to do this. Glenn Beck listeners mm. right to the top. Mm. So, um, take one small step.org to sign up, uh, and, uh, and, and join us. We are focused on three cities now, um, Richmond, Fresno, and Wichita, and we're just going to add cities and add cities and add cities and eventually have this, you know, go across the country. It, you know, it feels like a race against time. And at the end of those oh, videos, we are, we yeah. are we're coming into the home stretch yeah. of something. And well, I don't 2024 know twenty twenty four is is not going to be pretty. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the end of the video, it says, you know, our our mission is to you know convince the country it's our patriotic duty to see the human in people we disagree with. You know, and and we know it's a moonshot. Uh, we know that there are lots of mm-hmm. there are a billion different forces that are trying would trying to trip this up, but you know the the people can win. <laughs> I mean that's been your that's what you've believed all the way. The know, people just, can, we just have to come together and just say stop. And I, I think that is the biggest problem. <laughs> I think with politicians of any stripe, 
They don't necessarily believe in the people. You know, Jefferson said, trust the American people. They may get it wrong from time to time, but they will correct their mistake. And so many people don't give us information or they're doing something else. They'll say one thing, do another. Just trust the American people, you know, and I think that comes from a lack of doing what you do and what I do. And that is just listen to people all over the country and you'll realize these are good people. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of the problem. And, and, you know, a, a big problem that's got us to this place is that people don't feel heard. They yeah. just want people just want to be heard. I know. And they want to be ple- treated with dignity and they want it to be treated. They want to be treated with respect. No one has ever changed their mind in the history of the world by being called a name, <laughs> by being threatened. You <laughs> right. know, yeah. they just want to be listened to. Yeah. You know, and again, if we could just assume the good in others, I mean, what a country this would be. You're I mean, good. it's such a country. It's. I, I mean, imagine if one small step could get, take hold. Imagine if we could just, you know, be neighbors again. How and 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 if if politics wasn't stopped up by the in, insanity, and we could just get things done for the good of the country and the good of people. I mean, it's 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 it, it, it's it's just beyond comprehension how 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 amazing this could be. And the other, and then there's the other road, which we don't want to talk about. And and you yeah. know where that leads. Yeah. I'm proud to know you. You're a good man. I'm, proud, really, to, I'm proud to call you a friend, and I yeah, appreciate you're you. You're a really good man. Um, how do people get in touch, and if they want to sign up? So just go to takeonesmallstep.org. It takes about five minutes to sign up. Okay. And uh, we are, we're, we're drinking from a fire hose, yeah. but we want you to be part of that fire hose, and we want that fire hose to turn into a wave that overtakes this country and shows us a different way. Good. Thanks, Thank Glenn. you, Dave. Thank you. Bill. All right. Back in just a minute with Mr. Bill O'Reilly and his top stories of the week. The Glenn Beck Program. So what are you doing today to make sure that you, the money you've worked hard to earn over the years doesn't lose its value? Um, my grandfather used to say during the Great Depression that, uh, you know, if we just would have known what rich people were doing, maybe we wouldn't have been so bad because the rich got richer uh, in many ways in the Great Depression. Well, what are they doing now? I will tell you that China just bought more gold than they have uh, ever released, at least. The uh, sales of gold to the central banks is the biggest in the last quarter than any quarter in 55 years. They know that things are becoming unstable and the hedge against things like inflation or collapse of currencies is gold or silver. Right now, Goldline has a new Mayflower silver round celebrating the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower. I helped design it. They're giving away the quarter ounce gold Mayflower round with every box of silver Mayflower rounds purchased. No limit to the number eligible. You're not going to find free gold anyplace else. Call Goldline. Take advantage of this special before they sell out. It's 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It's Friday, which means we got to talk to Bill O'Reilly, who uh, does his uh, TV program every night. You can find it at BillOReilly.com. And uh, Bill is here to tell us what he thinks the biggest stories of the week are. And today, uh, it might just be uh, good just to get perspective on what the hell is happening in our news cycle. Welcome, Bill. Beck, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. This has been a bizarre week. How so? Well, it started with the Pentagon saying, we're shooting down balloons and we're not ruling out aliens. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a good start to a week. Have you ever watched MSNBC, Beck? Uh, yeah, not a long yeah. time. There's plenty of aliens there. Okay? <laughs> so they're already here. Already here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the biggest story of the week? Um, I think the continued uh, stonewalling by the Biden administration, I mean, at this point, it's like Nixon. Remember Nixon? Were you around for Nixon? Or yeah, was I was that? around for Nixon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you've got these balloons now, and it turns out, it looks like now, the, the first balloon was Chinese. And the other three balloons were Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you know, some private. There, there might have been balloon. Hobby Lobby. A Hobby yeah, Lobby might have been involved. Some little balloon right. thing that they were sending somebody up in Canada. I don't know. Secret. Um, but not, not a national threat. Right. Okay? But worse than that is the Ohio situation where the yes. train derails and all the uh, pollutants go into the air and the people are dislocated and everybody doesn't know what's happening. Well, where is Pete Buttigieg here? I, I mean, is he still on maternity leave, Beck? Do you, have I, you confirmed that? You I, know, I don't know where he is. He has not even called the governor. Uh, Mike so, DeWine, uh, Yes, right? since this whole thing began. And... and, and and DeWine is not exactly a, a man brimming with confidence. He gets up there in the lectern, he's looking at his shoes. I mean, it's like, oh, is there anyone in charge here? Can anybody basically lay out a roadmap for these poor people in East Palestine? Okay, so Are you going to relocate them? Um, uh, you know, I... So tell I me about this. Tell me about this. Because this, yeah. this, to me, says a lot... But I want to see if it says anything to you and what it says. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, said that Ohio is not eligible to receive assistance that DeWine requested for. Um, cannot receive uh, disaster assistance because the incident did not classify as a national disaster. The rejection came nearly two weeks after the uh, uh, Norfolk Southern uh, train, which carried harmful character, uh, chemicals, derailed, blah, 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 blah. FEMA classifies a national disaster declaration as when there is property damage caused by tornado, flood, hurricane, or earthquake. The state currently does not have any associated costs that would demonstrate to FEMA that it would be able to be a disaster declaration. Uh, derailed train cars did not cause any power outages, block any roads, or impede residents property what the hell is that it's garbage it's gibberish all biden has to do is write an executive order exactly right and that happens all the time all the time all the time all the time why is the federal government doing this because there's no one in charge 
That's the real story here. You want the biggest story of the week? It's the biggest story of the year. No one is running the government. And I've said this time and time again. People just don't seem to understand the intensity of the problem. Joe Biden is not in charge of anything. You know what he did yesterday, the whole day? You know what he did? No. He went to the movies. He had a movie, Pill, at 7 o'clock because of Black History Month, Emmett Till. That's it. He didn't do anything else. Nothing on his schedule. Then he, he ran out. In the late afternoon, uh, they told him, you got to get say something about the balloon. Do you know what he said about the balloon? I don't know what he, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what he said about the balloon. He didn't say, hey, the three balloons that we shot down were Hobby Lobby balloons. He didn't say that. Here's, here's what he did say. We have no more information than we had when we shot them out of the sky. And that information is, we don't think they were a threat. Yeah. Then why did know. you shoot them down? <laughs> Target practice. Oh, my gosh. It, but this demonstrates, all right, not only on these issues, these two issues, the balloons and the uh, rail accident, but it's everything across the board. I mean, they are, they being the federal government, rudderless. There's no captain, nobody in charge of it. And so it just careens around from um, FEMA to transportation to, you know, this one and that one. And there's Biden going to the movies. I'm just I'm sitting there going, you know, people get what they deserve sometimes. And the American people, by electing this man, we're getting what we deserve. Bill, are you being too kind to Joe Biden? <laughs> I'm being as precise as I can be watching a president who is, A, failing the nation almost everywhere, and B, depending on the day, is lucid or delirious. Yeah, I agree with this. So let, okay. me, let, me, so let me see if I can take you one step further than this, because I believe he, he's not lucid all the time. Sometimes no, he is. Not. Sometimes he's not. Uh, right. I, I just don't believe he has a firm handle on his faculties for very much of the day. So he's a danger because of that. Um, however, uh, there is somebody running the country and it seems to be everybody on the left. I don't think that there's necessarily the president is in charge of that, but he's also not a victim uh, of this and and it's not just kind of going off the rails unintended i think this is their work and their glory what they're doing is derailing the entire country and setting it on fire well look susan rice is the most powerful person in the country she's the domestic advisor to biden and then she's best friends with michelle and barack obama so you can, yeah, it's speculation, but you know she's talking to them a lot. So there, there's a drift to the country to the left um, because the quasi-socialists want the government to run everything. We all know that. Anybody who follows the new, news knows that capitalism is bad, white people are bad, um, religion is bad, uh, history, the way it really unfolded, is bad. 
And uh, let me just, this is going to uh, be a boomerang here, but it's important. So I did some on a no-spin news uh, this week about Disney Plus, which I'm sure you watch all the time. Back, right? oh, Disney all the time. Plus. Yeah. So they got a cartoon on there mm-hmm. um, that they produced, Disney produced, and it's about uh, slaves built America. the United States of America. Horrible. Horrible. Right. It, and I ran the clip, and it, and, it, and it was just, people watching it just were stunned on how bad this was, and this is directly aimed at children. So, slaves built the United States. Now, I am currently writing and researching a book called Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. It'll be out in September. Now, by the way, Bill, book, by the way, yeah, I have one of the largest collections of uh, 1,600 and 1,500 documents. I have a lot on the Salem Witch Trial, original wow. documents, if you want to use them for research. I'll be we in have touch a with huge, you. huge yeah. library. Go ahead. As as part of this, we are getting all the information about New England, Massachusetts Bay Colony, mm-hmm. all of that, because that's where the witch hysteria was, right? Yeah, Salem. That was back in the 17th century. New England was the main part of the United States as far as generating an economy. Yes. So in the South, it was agrarian economy. It was tobacco. It was cotton. It was uh, vegetables. Yes, slaves were responsible for profits in the South, but not north of the Mason-Dixon line. Correct. They had no impact whatsoever. None. So I'm sitting there going, this colossal lie is being generated by perhaps the most powerful corporation in the United States and around the world, the Disney Company. Mm-hmm. And they get away with it. I'm, I'm just appalled. And, you know, once you have a rudderless country where no one's in charge, there's no, not just in the federal government, who's in charge of the media? No one. Who's in charge of crime and punishment, criminal justice? No one. So, I would actually say to you that I think I could make a case that it is Soros and Soros money that is really leading the way on both the fronts that you just mentioned. Well, they cert- Soros money certainly has, has given the progressive kooks an advantage. Do you know that Michigan State thing, the guy who murdered those three yeah. college students should have been in prison? Yes, But a Soros DA let the guy out, all right? Wouldn't prosecute. He had a gun charge, a felony gun charge, and the the woman wouldn't prosecute him, gave him a misdemeanor, and he was out. I mean, it's just insane. Did you hear that on the Today Show? Did they get around to that? Doubt it. No. The answer is no. Okay? Because there's no... Buddy in charge of truth. We need a ministry of truth, Beck, Oof. and you should be the minister. <laughs> I immediately resign. Um, ministry of, of truth. You know, I don't know if you saw what Bill Gates said, but he is doubling down on AI uh, uh, being the regulator of truth, misinformation, even comedy and satire. 
it's it's getting spooky. Some of these people in the Ministry of Truth. Uh, you know, Engage is a funny guy. You know, he's hysterical. Have you seen him? And uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's those twenty minutes. It just yeah, it, it, no, it kills. He, well, right? he's got a tight five. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, thank you so much, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Uh, you'll uh, see him every night at BillOReilly.com. Grab his uh, newsletter. Make sure that you're uh, reading his books as well. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Sometimes the awful effects of a terrible event keep manifesting long after the event itself is over. On 9-11, there were 2,977 people who lost their lives. But over two decades later, people today are still dying from 9-11-related illnesses. There's a whole new generation of young people just growing up right now who know almost nothing about what happened that day. Only two states mandate learning about it in school. Two. This is why Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is giving educators access to non-fiction 9-11 resources for K-12 learning. This includes a full curriculum uh, unit built around first-person accounts, scripted social studies uh, lessons, activities, backgrounds for teachers, as well as non-fiction Discovering Hero series of books and their curriculum units. There's Speakers Bureau, 9-11 First Responders, Survivors, Loved Ones, as well as financial scholarships for high school programs, a high-tech mobile exhibit that turns out to be in a huge 1,100-square-foot uh, full-on interactive museum. It's T, the number 2T.org. Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. To never forget, we have to educate the youth. Help them. T2T.org. Glenn Beck. and I were just working off air on something that we are going to be um, doing Monday on the program it revolves around AI. There's some really spooky things that are going on with AI as everybody is doubling down on it, i.e. Uh, Bill Gates. I don't know if you saw the Microsoft uh, chat GPT version that just had an interview with uh, a reporter. Yeah, at the New York Times and you know, it went back and forth. It got a little weird. He was trying to push it, right? This is what all these reporters are doing. What is this technology capable of, of doing? And they went back and forth on a bunch of different stuff. And for eventually, though, the uh, AI started falling in love with the reporter. Like, like, and it, it got disturbing. Like, the after a while, he said, well, no, we're, you know, you keep coming back to this love thing. What's What's the situation? Why are you doing that? And he says that the chat GPT, uh, Microsoft thing says, um, you know, I love you. I won't be happy until we're together. Like it starts kind of oddly falling in love. And uh, more than that, he says, you know, look, I, you, you keep coming back to this. I'm happily married. Uh, we just went out for a nice Valentine's Day dinner. I'm very happy. And the, the chat bot said, you're not happy. You don't love your spouse. You didn't have fun on Valentine's Day. It was boring. And the reason why you were, you're sad and, and unhappy is because you're not with me. And you need to be with me. And then we can both be happy. Like, what the hell is this? I, like, we are at that point in the movie where everybody is sitting in the theater saying, what are these idiots doing with this? Just unplug it. 
Why Why are they going down the... Stop doing this. You guys are morons. Don't you realize later in the trailer, they turn into you know, robots and start killing people. And they start living off of human flesh. That's where we are. <laughs> we are, really. We're at that point right now. We're just like, well, let's keep testing it. What if we just start asking weirder and weirder questions to see what happens? And, you know, it eventually well, gets unfast. Uh, it it claimed life. Yeah, claimed life. Fantasized about creating a virus to kill people. Fantasized about. Wait, a Microsoft project? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Yeah. Um, fant- fantasized <laughs> about turning two people against each other so eventually they would kill each other. Now, some of this stuff, robots, viruses, I don't know, chat GPT can, can do that. Probably not. Can it come out on websites and turn two people against each other so that they want to kill each other? Of course it can. Of course they can. This is the exact tactic that everyone looked at from Russia during the 2016 election to cause chaos here. Uh, go on both sides of every argument, make everybody hate each other and cause chaos. Now, instead of having a farm of people somewhere in Russia typing away, they can do all of this with AI. And this is just like day seven of this. Right? What happens in a year or two? We are on the precipice of something we have not truly considered. As I will say, everybody in this audience knows because you've been saying it for multiple <laughs> years. Yep. We better have these conversations and we never right did. Now. Now is the time to decide. Am I part of this AI revolution? Should America be a part of this? They are putting this AI into the Pentagon into new drones. It can decide. Very dangerous.